everybody. Welcome to Apodcalypse. I'm the host, Katie Hannigan. I'm coming to you with my girl, Gabby Bryan. Um, we had our bunker be ransacked. Our bunker, our bunker was ransacked by, um, you know, I don't know if they were neighbors, uh, but they were certainly cannibals. Um, they killed Mike. Uh, from, from what I saw, I mean, we ran as fast as we could. We left New York. We got on a barge. Uh, we, it was, it was huge. Um, it was a ghost barge also. No one was on it. Totally unmanned. And she said, yeah, and it wasn't us because <laughs> I don't know how to drive a barge. I can't do a lot of machines. Anyway, we somehow got, we went all the way up to the Hudson and then we somehow got all the way over to Chicago by water. No land travel whatsoever. We went through the, we went through the Great Lakes and here we are. So we're coming to you guys from a safe house in Chicago. Um, 50, yeah, it is quite far under. And we have um, a fellow survivor and comedian, surprise, Joe McMahon. Hey. Did I say your last name right? Uh, McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. It's not what Close it looks enough. like when you spell it. I know. I don't know why we haven't addressed that. <laughs> yeah, well, we just did. Yeah. Well, no, as a family, we should oh. just <laughs> Not you guys. You guys need to address it. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't get anything by me. I have a, a mind like a steel trap. <laughs> That's what my mom says. Joe, um, so happy to have you. Happy um, to be here. Of course, uh, Chicago has also been plunged into the depths of the apocalypse, but you managed to survive. I survived. Um, now, Joe, I met you recently at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal. Yes. And we became best friends. Best friends. And so Shared I'm, all my secrets with you. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm blackmailing you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you get to be on the podcast, so... So, Joe, you were telling us you're actually not from Chicago originally. You not were from, from Florida. I'm from Florida. And you were telling us you have some survivalism experience when it comes to some natural disasters down there, some hurricanes. Yes. Is that correct? And there's a, as we're recording this, Hurricane Florence. It's has, ravaging. It's ravaging. It's already killed five people, including one infant. Uh, and so what's... What's your experience with uh, the hurricane situation? And what part of Florida are you from? I'm from South Florida, West mm -hmm. Palm Beach. So Hurricane Andrew, mm -hmm. which is a very famous hurricane, was yeah. supposed to hit us. Yeah. But we, uh, we hightailed it to Orlando. Oh, uh, went to that Disney, sweet bush garden. Disney doesn't lose power. Oh, they really never lose they power? They never lose power. Because they, uh, they've got contingencies. They just know, like, if shit goes down... We've got too many people working here. We've got too many people visiting here. We have to have contingencies. So, so Disney, yeah, you guys should have taken the barge all the way to Orlando. I don't man, know. Man, Disney would be an ideal post-apocalyptic bunker. Yeah. We are both theater trained. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I wouldn't like it though. You wouldn't like it. You'd just have to be a slave and dress as like goofy. I would get to be a mat. I'd have to be a mascot because I'm in my 30s. I'm like past the prime age for a princess. So they'd be like, you just get in the mascot costume. I'd be like, I fucking hate this. Uh, bullshit. So what was it like when you guys were preparing for the hurricane? Well, uh, what we do is we take a real thin ply board, like uh -huh. plywood boards, oh, and wow. then, uh, put them over our windows. And then, uh, and then you just pray. That's it. Wow. There's no, you just cover your windows and you say, that's good enough. And then, and then you leave or, you, or you stay. So or you we, we stayed for a couple of really? them. Really? Yeah. And those were shitty. 
Don't don't stay for hurricanes and if you can help it. How old were you when you're staying through these hurricanes? Was uh, just, I was like, a senior in high terrifying? school. Oh, okay. So that's old cool. enough. That's that was old, old enough. enough. And also that's, you know, old enough to like drink. So being oh, drunk you're getting for- getting fucked up. Yeah, you get fucked up because, you know, you might die. And your whole family might be dead. So get fucked yeah, up. Yeah, so get fucked up so you can't navigate it. You know, right, if, exactly. if it gets to be an intense situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to die lucid. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my biggest fear. Uh, yeah, I just want to fall asleep in the bathtub yeah. while, <laughs> yeah, yeah. while it's raining outside. <laughs> yeah. oh, very classy. Yeah. Whitney, R.I.P. Oh, man. Hurricane got her too, right? Yeah, well, so. yeah. Famously, a hurricane got Whitney Houston. It, it sure did. That's what was going on with those vocals. <laughs> well, we're in Chicago now, as I mentioned, and we wanted to talk about a um, big natural disaster that occurred in Chicago. Actually, it wasn't a natural disaster at all. It was a disaster. The Great Chicago Fire of uh, 1871. Are you into history at all, Joe? I'm a slight history buff. Slight history buff? Yeah. Great. So the Great Chicago Fire, 1871. So this is a long time ago. It burnt for two Pre days. Pre-internet. Yeah, this is before phones even. Yeah. Can you believe it? Ring, ring. Why? There's a fire. You know? <laughs> um, could not call the fire department. I don't even know. I doubt Chicago had their own fire departments at this time. You know, so this is like the jungle era Chicago. Yeah. Have you this ever read that book? No. Oh, it's fantastic. It's about a Polish immigrant who comes and he just like, you know, these like waves of cheap immigrant labor. Everyone was getting ground down, working in these slaughterhouses in the most awful conditions possible. Yeah. Back of the yards is what they call it now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it was all just cow. Like we had like a cow pasture, like a, a bunch of cow farms in the middle of the city at that time. Yeah, 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 and they're just, you know, butchering them. I mean, I'm sure it's actually probably a lot more sanitary than what occurs today in these, like, you know, meat, yeah, factories. meat factories. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that's the kind of context that the fire broke out in where, you know, a lot of people are coming. The Industrial Revolution is a horrible time for many people because, you know, they're coming to America expecting to have a better life, and then they are just being used like livestock, yeah. no labor regulations whatsoever. So, you know, good time if you're like an industrious child. Yeah. You know, if you're a child wanting to get stack that paper. You know, or if you were like a killer, you know, and you like uh, who is that? H.H. Holmes. H.H. Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Chicago original. World's Fair, 1893, baby. I watched a documentary about that and I cried. Because I think I was about to start my period. I think that's why I was crying. <laughs> but it, it was touching. It was very touching. <laughs> it was. It was so big. You couldn't see it in a day. <laughs> and that's how they invented um, wheelchairs. And it was not for crippled people. It was for people whose legs got tired walking around the fair. So you could pay someone to push you in a, an adult stroller of sorts. Yeah. But this is 1893. So this is post-fire. I, I like how it didn't even occur to them that people with non-working legs... <laughs> Yeah, well, if you didn't have legs <laughs> at that point, you're probably just dead. <laughs> like, That's true. They probably just used you as like mortar for bricks. Yeah, they probably just ate your body. I yeah. mean, this was a rough. It's it's kind of crazy because it's like you know these people were living you know in the 1870s what we would live in a post-apocalyptic horrible landscape, but that was like their innovative future. You know, they're yeah. like, wow, we have buildings now. Look at that, Tom. And we're like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. I was I was just in Amish country yeah. earlier this week. Uh, just to uh, hang out, like my, my buddy's got a uh, 
his family has like a lake house in the middle of Indiana or not middle of Indiana, like Indiana, Michigan border. But it's right against. You're from Indiana, Katie. You know I'm about from the Indiana. Shipshawana or Ipshawana, the big flea marketplace with all the Amish people. No, I don't. You ever been there? It's fascinating. The Amish are fascinating. Yeah, I mean they they are the ones. They're going to be ruling the world in the post apocalypse because they're like we're they're already there. here. We're already, already here. here. They have no internet. No. Yeah. Wow, I never thought about that. Yeah. But I I do love that movie where Tim Allen he has to go in the witness protection program, and so they pretend to be Amish. Him and Kirstie Alley. Kirstie, yeah, thirsty Kirstie. Thirsty Kirstie. <laughs> Is that what we called her? I love that. Yeah, that's what I call her. I don't know her personally. Um, now, the Great Chicago Fire um, was uh, reported to be started by the O'Leary family. These fucking Irish, yep. Joe. It's our people. Drinking and starting damn fires. Yep, we drink. We're, we're bad cow owners. Yeah, the cow. The cow. Um, the family cow allegedly knocked over a lantern. Um, but there is also an allegation that a group of men were gambling inside the barn and they knocked over a lantern. I mean, it does kind of seem like if you knocked over a lantern, you'd be like, it was the cow. Yeah, blaming shit on a cow, that <laughs> that makes more sense than the cow actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah, the cow's not doing any reading at yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, put that lantern over there by the cow. That being said, my aunt was killed by a cow. So these motherfuckers are, they, there's a devious side of these things. They, she got kicked by the cow? The cow trampled her. <gasps> the cow stormed her. Wow, wow. rude. Yeah, very rude. <laughs> it was. Is this in Florida? This was in, they were uh, in Texas, my own, my uncle. Oh, when, wow. When the cow trampled, yeah. yeah. That's we, a damn shame. It is. We got the news. Uh, I was playing, it was over Christmas break. Oh, like, no. No, no, no. This is years ago. Years ago. I was like uh, 10 years old. And me and my dad were playing Madden. We just got Madden. Wow. And my mom came in on the phone crying. And she's like, oh my God, Jill's dead. And we're like, how? And she goes, the cow got her. <laughs> yeah. And my dad Sorry go, to laugh at yeah, that. No, my dad also was like, phrasing. they do that? Like it was, yeah, phrasing was not the yeah. The cow got her. The cow got her. Because that, that leaves a lot of room for speculation. Like what, what yeah. exactly happened? Yeah. <laughs> she got got. Yeah. What exactly happened? She got she got. She got got. Moo. It sounds like foul play, but the chickens weren't involved. <laughs> <laughs> You're, we're going to have to end the podcast now because I don't support that kind of humor. Um, I don't either. I don't know why I said that. Yes. Yes. Right. And and this is one thing you said earlier too, Gabby, was that it, because all this fire cleared away all the wood, you know, that it kind of opened up the city for a lot of um, innovation as yeah. far as like architecture. Which makes me think that this might have been. Uh, Somewhat planned. Really? You think it was a conspiracy? Right? I think it was a conspiracy. We talk about conspiracies here. I could see it. I yeah. could see it. Well, also, if the city's getting overpopulated, you yeah. know, but only only 300 people died in the fire, according to our research that we did. Only 300 people died, so, but like 100,000 people were without homes. Yeah. So, I mean, that would have been, you know, this isn't quite, I would say, like an apocalyptic scenario because it's not world ending, but it's pretty devastating for the city of Chicago well, and to back come then back too, from it's that. like the world is just what you see. I mean, like for yeah. them, it is the apocalypse. Well, if you had in the 1870s, if you had your home burned down mm -hmm. and you had no home and you had 
like this is also in October, mind you. So right. winter's coming. Like people certainly died after that because it's like, where are you going to go to protect yourself from the elements? How are you going to like have a job? How are you going to have a you know a place to? I'm I'm assuming like a lot of the factories burned down as well because it was um, like 16 square miles. I mean, it's the yeah. it was the entire city. But what are you going to do? There's been several <laughs> fires like that in New York City as well. Um, but uh, it wasn't all the city. There's a yeah, lot of stone buildings as well. Um, so then, of course, uh, what happened after the fire is what, you know, we, we always speculate, you know, in different apocalyptic scenarios, just people going stark raving mad, looting, right. which, okay, I could get on board with. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a I just a got into an ever, a forever 21. I just take what I want, yeah. you know? I just got some slacks. <laughs> I just got some slacks. And so winter's coming. And you're not stealing from the people that work at the Forever 21. You're stealing from this unnamed corporate entity. Yeah, so, I mean, but you looting. are promoting lawlessness, and that could be an issue. That could be an issue. <laughs> yeah. It is cool and fun. Very cool. Um, Finally, they started um, reconstructing. So at the time of the fire, uh, there were 324,000 people in Chicago. And it was uh, a third of the people were without homes. Can you imagine? So even if you were somebody who who didn't lose your home, you're one of the 200,000 who luckily didn't lose your home, you're on guard. I mean, it's like you don't have a gun. Like you're just a fucking deer, you know, amongst like tigers, you know, and people are already at the breaking point probably because they're like scabs trying to get pennies from like the stockyards. Right. Rough time. Rough time. Firepocalypse. How, How would you have handled that? Um, you know, I would have died in childbirth by that point. I think that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> 32 floating around right. 19th century Chicago. Well dead. Yeah. yeah. Me and my nine kids, they would be, you know, they <laughs> probably have kids of their own by now. <laughs> um, Gabby, what was the other spontaneous fire that happened on the same day? And that's and Pestigo did not recover. No, doesn't seem like I've never heard of Pestigo. Pes- I've been all over Pestigo. Wisconsin. Well, uh, it's crazy that so many more people died in in this smaller fire. And this is like the most famous one. The Great Chicago Fire is the most famous fire. Although the fire of eighteen thirty five in New York City destroyed sixty percent of the city. Sixty um, percent. Yeah. But that was when the whole island of Manhattan, you know, wasn't colonized at that point. You know, right. this was like below 14th Street, everything right. below 14th Street. Um, the village was still gay back then. It was but. gay as a flute. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when I say gay, I mean it in the way that old people say to describe flowers. Oh, it was gay and fun. Oh, we went for a romp. What? You went for a gay romp. Oh, good for you. So open-minded. Um, the most closed-minded people have the most open-minded vocabulary. True. Um, now the uh, the Chicago fire in, or, I mean the the 1835 fire in New York City. One of the reasons it spiraled out of control so quickly is because they had no fire department in the city. They also had no garbage collection service at the time, and they only had volunteer fire departments, which were basically like rival ethnic gangs. Right. And it was not uncommon for uh, a building to burn to the ground as two gangs were just like driving the price of putting the fire out. These quote unquote volunteer fire departments. Apartments. So I wonder if there was something, you know, similar that happened here in Chicago where it's just like they they the city grew so quickly. Right. That they don't they just don't have the infrastructure to have like a fire department. Yeah, probably not. 
It, it would have had to have been a rival gang situation. Yeah. I feel like I, the Vice Lords put out a fire in my neighborhood just the other day. So I think we're still doing that to a degree. Really? Yeah. The Vice Lords, a very uh, popular gang here. Wow. Yeah, oh, I love gang. this. This is yeah. good to know for the apocalypse. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, Vice Lords, they're the guys that you want to seek out. So, well, what are, what, can you tell us a little bit about the gang? Or like, how many people are in it? Is this like the Crips and the Bloods of Chicago? Yeah, Vice Lords is like the the preeminent gang. Really? Yeah, it's like the Harvard of gangs. Like, that's the one you want your kids to be a Vice Lord. That's wow, where you it does, get it. the yeah, name they, has a nice ring to it. Yeah, Vice Lord. It almost sounds like an official position in like an old parliament system. Or, or like something. in Vice, yeah. yeah. Or that's in like, it's like this, yeah, that's our Vice Lord, uh, Vice High Chancellor. They would be doing fucked up shit like that. <laughs> My Vice um, uh, African Drug Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the vice lords, yeah, this is, this is great. Cause I think, I do think in an apocalyptic scenario in an urban environment like this, there's going to be like, I don't think we'll be able to count on the local law enforcement. I don't think we'll be able to count on the government, but like this kind of, um, organization where they, they'll be able to, they probably have a plan in place. I mean, wouldn't you think like meet at a certain place and yes. then just start going yeah, like th their life is a series of contingency plans. Yeah. And also well the prepared. street smarts, the street smarts, the street too. smarts. That's so much more helpful than being like a bookish yuppie and being like, I have a go bag that I bought on the Amazon. You know? Yeah. Can you imagine that your go bag and you're waiting for FEMA? Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, I'm just like hanging out with the vice lords, having a good time. You got to chill. Yeah. Well, you have to go. You have to go straight to them and be like, you know what? Um, I'll sell you my butthole. You know, you yeah. have to you have to offer something. Yeah. Buttholes in play. I'm going to lead with butthole and see what their counter offer is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start. Yeah, well, I'd say lead with, um, you mouth, know, maybe. Yeah, lead with mouth. Lead start with low. Mouth. Start low. Yeah, <laughs> that does suck. You really, butthole. you really only got two moves there: mouth or butthole. And if yeah, they don't like mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Joe, how long have you been living in Chicago? Uh, I've been living in Chicago for nine years. Oh, so you've been here nine a while. Years. So yeah. you're you're a true Chicagoan. I feel that way to a degree. Yeah. 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 Now, are you actively? Um, like getting ready for the apocalypse because the reason we do this podcast, which we say this every episode, but you know, we just feel like there's a lot of instability worldwide and culturally. And a lot of people are preparing. And I even read a news article that said particularly in Chicago um, with the recent like election and everything, a lot of people are, you know, it, getting into this neo survivalist kind of well, attitude. Last summer when you know, the North Korea escalation news was just kind of the thing uh -huh. that everyone talked about. Uh-huh. Uh, when they tested one of their, like, last long-range ballistic missiles, like, that's what the news report was. Like, this thing can reach Chicago. <gasps> right. Yeah. I remember and that. Like, oh, fuck, it can reach Chicago. I, I'm spooked. We're talking about apocalypse shit, and then Nick just walked in, and I'm like, is this a roving reaver about to <laughs> take my stuff no, it's my friend nick that's a great that's a great um episode if we just don't do enough research we'll just end it at 15 minutes by being like what the fuck? <laughs> please stop my finger my finger <laughs> yep we did <laughs> yeah that was more of a more of a creative scream right but yeah when that news broke that got me thinking like what the if like this thing launches one how much time will we know yeah and then like in the city's obviously going to be chaos it's going to be like that batman movie where everyone's trying to get off the bridge and shit yeah it'll be like that so like what would i do yeah and especially I, think if this is I would take to the lake <laughs> 
I, that's what I'm staying with some Chicagoans um, here, and they they said something similar because I mean this city has got what two. Uh, I think 2.75 million people. So almost 3 million people almost in the city. Um, and, and also the, the thing about Chicago too, which is so interesting is like this city only really has three sides because the lake is like the central yeah. focus. But she said it's a freshwater lake. So you just get, you know, get your boat, get on there um, and then head north, try to get to Michigan, try to get away from people, away from the suburbs. You know, of course, you're, it's going to be hard to purify water on a boat, but that's why you got to have your go bag. Do you have a go bag or anything, Joe? I don't have a go bag. I've yeah. got um, she's got the vice lords. Well, I've got I've got a Nutribullet. OK, it's something. Yeah, it's yeah. a blender. I if mean, you blend the water long enough, it might fucking be good to drink. I'm not going to sign <laughs> off on that. I'm not going to sign. Yeah, it's a dirty smoothie. Well, you're not. Is it battery battery powered? No. OK. See, well, here's where it falls apart. It's yeah. not battery powered. Yeah. Joe, you're not going to make it. No, I'm probably not. <laughs> I'm barely making it now. Yeah. Day to day as is. Yeah, it's a I'm real hand to mouth. To go. I would just come to my friends and be like, listen, use me for meat. Use me for sexual favors. You know, yeah, just, I can see you rolling with the vice lords as like kind of a, um, you know, paper boy, some kind of yeah. me- menial task. Yeah. But I mean, it's like as comedians, we're already pretty much living hand to mouth anyway. So right. it's just like, you know, what's going to be different in the apocalypse? Yeah. You know, probably going to have to. I already routinely shoplift just as part of my budgetary. Yeah. Management. Yeah. 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 We're so living in a dystopia Yeah, where we've chosen a career that will never make enough money for us to um, live. No. Not unless we get on some cool show like Are You the One. I've been on that show. You've been on Are You the One? No, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I was going to have so many fun. It's my favorite. Um, is it like a Bachelor? It's a dating show. It's way more craven and fucked up than The Bachelor. So it's on MTV. Uh-huh. And they put uh, 11, 22 hot people together. And they're all between the ages of 18 and 19. Yeah. And uh, they're all told. Yeah, they're hot kids. All these hot kids half naked, like within five minutes of the first episode, they're pouring chocolate syrup on our, their asses and stuff. Oh and like my word. It's basically, it, it almost devolves into a big fuck orgy immediately. Oh but the reason why they're there is because experts have matched them all with their perfect counterparts. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, when your brain's totally undeveloped. Your brain doesn't finish developing until the age of 25. Yes, but we're ignoring all that for the sake of this show. And uh, they have the entirety of the season to figure out who their perfect matches are. And if they do, if all 22 people partner up in the way that the computer predicted they would, Mm -hmm. they get to split a million dollars. But if they don't, they lose every episode. They don't figure it out or don't get more matches. They lose money. I wonder how they determine that kind of, uh, you know, ideal relationship. Like, you know, is there some kind of interview where it's like, well, my my uh, soulmate probably pours chocolate syrup on my ass. (laughs) I hope they have the most intelligent people in the world working on this match. (laughs) They do. And that's what's wrong with our country. And that's why we're going to end in flames. (laughs) Yeah, most likely. Yeah. People, instead of like curing cancer, they're trying to figure out which 18s would better fuck. Yeah, because that's where Charmin will put their ad money. <laughs> um, now, Joe, are you a zombie guy? You I'm a, a little bit of a zombie guy. You like a little yeah, zombie action? I like action. zombie stuff, yeah. Um, I read an article, we, we read an article that said, uh, this was a research article, uh, speaking of people doing research on ridiculous shit, um, this is an Argonne National Laboratory used a high-powered computer model, which is normally used to simulate the spread of diseases such as Ebola and MRSA to figure out how long it would take for a zombie-like virus to take over Chicago. 
And they did many models. They varied the parameters of the diseases, you know, like using different like citywide organizations to kill the zombies or whatever. And they found 2 million people. So that's, I mean, like about a third of the city's getting away, but 2 million people totally zombified by day 60. Oh God. Which that's like, that's like two months, right? Yeah. That's come on, get your shit together. If you're still in Chicago after there's been like a rap, you got to get the fuck out now. I want to be one of those people who's like, Oh fuck it. I just won't go to Logan square anymore. Yeah. 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 Get out. Yeah. I'll be like, Oh my brunch place. I can't make it. (laughs) Yeah. Now, like you would take to the lake, do you think? Take to the lake. Zombies can swim though. I mean, don't you think zombies could swim right up to the boat? Can they swim? It depends on which zombie which zombie scenario you're I, in. I'm picturing the dumb zombies who just like kind of walk and collect at the bottom of the lake. Yeah. You know, kind of Pirates of the Caribbean style where they're just there like walking great, at the bottom. There was a great film that I watched, and I do say film mm-hmm. intentionally. This film was called Zombie. This is um, a film from the 70s, and there's a great opening scene of a zombie um, and a shark and it's a fight. It's like a death grip between the two of them. And then, of course, the zombie's like, he's going on the island and he's like, you know, um, getting in the woman's room and attacking her while she's like half naked. So, you know, great um, film for women. No, no, great film for sharks, not a great film for women, I would say. <laughs> yeah. um, now, what's, what's the main entry point for the lake? Main entry point. Where's, I mean, where are we getting? At, where are we getting in the lake? Hell, fucking one block that way. Really? Yeah. You, I mean, so there's so many entry points. We're in. I mean, are we in Lakeview right we're now? We're in Lakeview, so we're so, close. So we're in Lakeview, Chicago. So this is this. Where do you live? What neighborhood do you live? I am. Uh, I'm in uh, Roscoe Village, which is just due west. Oh, okay. So just, you're inland. You're inland. I'm inland, but only like a mile. I could get to the lake in 40 minutes by foot. You could get to the lake in 40 minutes ass. by foot. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think it's going to be like everybody's going for the lake? I don't think so. I think most people would try Like in the nuclear uh, holocaust scenario, mm-hmm. I think people are going to stupidly try to drive out. Yeah. I think a lot of people would, especially because, I, you know, Chicago is not known for its traffic like L.A. or New York. Chicago so think, has such bad traffic, though. But I, I don't feel like people think of it in terms of just like, oh, Chicago gridlock, you know. Yeah. But well, we do have, I mean, it's shitty in the city, but like getting in and out of the city, it's not. You think long. a lot of people are going to head, head out a lot of cars. people are going to try to get on I-90. And, oh, man, and that's going to be a that nightmare. Yeah. But what you got to do is. And we, also, I'm going to have an aggressive like smear campaign against going to the lake. I hear the lake's poison. Yeah, Yeah. lakes lakes are dumb. Yeah, lakes are gay. (laughs) I hear you're gay if you go in the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Heard the lake is gay. I'm there. Yeah. That would be, yeah, then I'm just hanging out with all these fun gay guys instead of like these Wrigleyville fucking meatheads. Well, I mean, uh, uh, a colony of gay guys would be the perfect, um, because first of all, well-muscled. Okay, they're going to be rowing the boat. Yeah. And second of all, there's, they're um, usually a um, yuppie class. So there's, that's a lot of skills. There's going to be a doctor. There's going to be a lawyer. There's going to be a scientist. I'm sure of it. And if you're, if you're a successful gay guy living in Chicago, you probably got out of like fucking Iowa or something. Something. So you know how to get out of places. Yeah, they've already have that used to yes. escaping. Yeah, yeah, they're used to escaping. Plus, like I don't think in like a you know an apocalypse scenario, I don't see myself getting on like this like island and like a you know a mixed gender situation where it's like all right, let's all breed and create a new. I'd be stuck with like dudes, and I'd yeah. rather be stuck with a bunch of gay dudes who are sexually gifted and pleasing a man than like me and a bunch of other newly yeah. You know, 
on well, women straight guys. So. We just did an episode about delivering your baby in the post-apocalyptic um, landscape, yeah. and that's not something you want to get into. Yeah. Was it a three-minute episode where you're just like, we're just going to not do that. Just yeah. have the baby. It's like, well, I'll just let the baby come out. <laughs> Follow-up to that episode, I did meet a woman recently who um, actually at Christine's daughter's first birthday party, um, uh, there was a, a girl at the party who she... Uh, she had said she was in like a Lamaze class and she had been like, I'm concerned that um, I'm not going to know when it's time to go to the hospital. And they were like, just focus on the breathing. Give us the thousand dollars. <laughs> and basically she was there with her husband. She, uh, the husband, because I had talked to him about the episode, they were telling me the whole story. And she, they were like, basically, um, she was like, oh, no, I think the baby's coming. The husband goes, calls 911, comes back and the baby is like coming out. And the baby just came out. And then they were like, well, okay. Problem solved. And the ambulance came and got him. Yeah, they were like, they, they were like calling the ambulance. Or they were calling 911. They were like, okay, we're going to tell you how to deliver the baby. He was like, no, the baby's out. The baby just came out. And they're like, good job. Yeah, I was like, Hell I was like, job. dang, dang, that pussy loose. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but if you were in an apocalyptic scenario, that would be the most ideal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully, yeah, it's sounds like it's a good boon for big vaginaed women. Yeah. The post-apocalypse. I don't know how true that is. I don't think anybody really has a big vagina. I think that's I just think a myth so. to I, I shame just, women. I think it's small dicked men. It's small dicked men. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're, oh, your pussy's so loose. It's like your penis is the size of a roll of pennies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What are you expecting? Or dimes even. That's yeah. the smallest coin. Yeah. I should have went dimes. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, I'm feeling it's a more valuable coin. Yeah, thanks. Can we edit this? <laughs> um, now, uh, of course, you don't want to be stuck in any type of urban scenario in a no. zombie. Good Lord. In a I barely want to be apocalypse. stuck in one now. Uh, well, you yeah. know, I like Chicago. I was, I was saying, I feel like it's so, so much more spacious here, yeah. you know. See, I've never been to New York, and I think I'd be freaked out immediately. Because oh. it took me years to get used. I grew up in a real small town in yeah. Florida. So it took me years to get used to just this. And this is like nothing in yeah. terms of like a city. I mean, New York is like you're living in an apocalyptic scenario, like yeah. all the time. You're like, oh, oh my dreams are dead. This is life post dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You're like a vampire. You're like, I've never slept. I'm staying vigilant for my chance to be on America's Next Top Model. <laughs> yeah. I opened for Ben Bailey. Did I tell you about that? Cash cab. Does he bring the cab with him on stage? He does, yeah. That makes sense. He's very tall. Yeah. I was like, how did you fit in that cab? <laughs> Shout out to Ben. He did not follow me back on Instagram. But it's fine. It's fine. Now, the study, the, uh, the zombie study also scored uh, some several other cities on different factors. Uh, these were the categories. Able to defend against the virus. Able to contain the virus. Uh, ability to find a cure and ability to outlast the epidemic with an ample food supply. So we know New York is way down the tubes for that because yes. we're totally cut off from everything. But Boston actually had the best odds for survival. And is that because there's a medical, there's like a, uh, oh, a big medical got, community right. in Boston? Oh, you got all the medical research. It's the yeah. hub of that, yeah. And also Boston is by the water too. Right. So that's very helpful. And uh, also there's a lot of racism there. Yes. So I don't... I don't know. Maybe there's no, there's not as much intermingling. Um, and then it, also followed by Kansas City was second place. Would we even consider that a city? Uh, I guess if you're listening. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, 
uh, and Salt Lake City. Meanwhile, oh yeah, New York City had the greatest risk of becoming infected, which of course it did. Right. Followed by Tampa, Florida, and Los Angeles. And so sh- Chicago is actually uh, number 45 out of the 53 cities. Wow. So I think- Shit, we got to do better. And the reason, um, which we've kind of discovered, because we've been, you know, talking about zombies for, you know, months and months now, but they kind of like to, the medical community likes to do these um, hypothetical zombie outbreak scenarios um, because people are into zombies, but people aren't into, like, preparing for pandemic illness. Right. So it's like this kind zombies of model. Zombies are sexier than, like, pancreatitis. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zombies are way sexier than, um, like, the boop. MRSA. Which is, yeah. Yeah. Boop is a... Yeah, Boop is a disease that my mom's. <laughs> it's a rare disease my mom's coworker got when she went to Hong Kong. It was called Boop. <laughs> oh my. Or maybe it was a guy, but yes, again, Boop. He got the Boop. <laughs> he, got, he got the Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy got that Boop. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, your head just gets huge. I look on like your a body. sexy baby. Oh no! <laughs> boop boop be doop boop. <laughs> That's you coughing from it. <laughs> Someone help her. She's got the boop. All um, these horny GIs <laughs> keep on catcalling me. I got boop. <laughs> I got booped. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's safe to say that Chicago would be pretty. You you would not be doing very well in a pandemic type scenario, which we've talked about too. Like you know, Ebola in Chicago. I mean, the trains in this city are filthy and tiny. If I can say that, filthy tiny. Really, we got trains, filthy trains. You guys are your trains are filthy and tiny. I would have never known. Yeah. Have you been on the trains here yet, Gabby? The trains um, are, we do have tiny trains. Teeny, tiny, tiny boys. Yeah. Those are tiny boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so funny because it's like in New York, we're always talking shit. We're like, the trains here fucking suck. And I got on here. I was like, dang, um, these trains are way worse. Not to shit on the city. No, but, I, you know. I had no idea. Um, now, speaking of trains, uh, there's a tunnel system in, in downtown Chicago to uh, actually shield the Chicagoans from weather. So we did a whole episode about underground tunnels in um, New York City. And of course, you know, uh, there's a subway, there's a subway here, but not, it's not to the extent that it is in other cities because a lot of it's above ground. Is that right? Most of it. Yeah. Most of the trains above ground. I think we only have like a total of like eight train stops that are underground. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Chicago does get like extreme weather a lot, right? Like, yeah. what what's the lowest it gets in the lowest, winter? The coldest it's been since I've moved here. We had a day that was like negative thirty five. Oh 40. my god! Yeah, yeah with wind chill, negative thirty five. Because yeah. you guys, because you're by the lake, by the lake, and it was already like without wind chill. I think it was like negative ten. So it was like everything shut down. That was I was oh, like you one just of the, you, they were I was just one like, of the only people like on the streets. I went to work that day. No one else did seemingly in the whole. What was city. your job? Second uh, bookkeeping oh, and okay. have to. I suck it. I wish. <laughs> Sorry, that <laughs> I didn't would have been hit. warmer. That didn't <laughs> hit, and it was it was it was kind of hacky, and then it didn't hit. If I were sucking dick all day, I would have been a lot happier than just Bob Cratchit just fucking. I really appreciate you going with it after it bombs. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. You I, know what? You're a supportive <laughs> dude. You're a supportive dude. I'm an ally. You're an ally. See my safety pin? <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of safety pins. Just He's got a shirt pins. made of safety pins. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I'm in Judas Priest. Yeah, I'm an ally. 
Okay. <laughs> um, so let's see. The Chicago Pedway. Now, have you ever been down there? The Chicago Pedway. Is that the uh, walkway for pedophiles? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I avoid that. I try to avoid that. <laughs> You're a child. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's like... Yeah, I am. Oh, that makes me miss boy. Tanner, our intern. He's he died in the attack. Yeah. Oh no. Bye, Tanny. Yeah, we had an intern, and um, mm. you know, now we're on the run. So yeah, that's it. He was a re- uh, he was wow. he was. You got a ditch. Making the videos, never <laughs> uploading them. No, he was kidding. Well, now he's gonna listen to this. Now he's gonna probably text me and be like, "What the fuck." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he no, he was great, but we did shove his body towards the horde. <laughs> we did, yeah. Hurry, he's a virgin. Sacrifice him. <laughs> so the Chicago Pedway is um, it's down underneath the loop, and so it allows uh, it allows people to travel a large section of the loop without having to face cold winter. Or I mean, I guess you could also go, you know, down when it's raining or whatever. So that um, it's got shops. It's uh, it was built in the fifties. And uh, it's, you know, it's getting expanded, uh, but it, it's an area larger than 40 blocks. So this this is an interesting uh, place that you may be able to hide. I would avoid this because I feel like everyone's going to go to the Pedway. You think a lot of people are going to go there? I think everyone's going to say, oh, the Pedway, that's where we go. It's got shops. It's got food. It definitely Let's has food there. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, probably. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that could, I mean, 40 blocks, that's enough to turn into its own small underground city. Yes. And um, then what's going to happen within a couple of weeks? Some r- murder, some guy's going to rise. Yep, sex stuff. There's going to be some sort of like Mad Max sex warlord thing happening. Well, I could see that. Yeah. The vice lords take over vice the pedway. take over, right. And just create a and new I, society. Right, and if I ain't high enough on the corporate ladder there, then I'm probably going to not make out. You know, I'm not, it's not yeah. going to work out for me in the pedway. Well, I, I think, think it's, I got to take to the lake. It's definitely going to be like, this reminds me actually of um, the uh, of Little Italy and like the story of Little Italy, um, which I uh, um, researched extensively for a project I did for the History Channel. Thank you so much. It was never shown. Um, but it was uh, like the Italian immigrants coming over <laughs> did, in the Did 18- they not show yours just to like show dickheads building homemade like catapults and shit? Yeah, they were like, yeah. we're looking for famous people doing stupid shit and this is a <laughs> non-famous person talking about history. Yeah, and, this is history. We're not yeah. really about that anymore. Yeah, we do We do shows about uh, one woman getting angry at a wedding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's my wedding and if I I cannot have shot glasses made out of ice. <laughs> I swear to God, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about one woman looking for love and she doesn't deserve it because she's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was the one, but he wasn't. Um, uh, so in little Italy, uh, we had a, like a lot of, in New York's Little Italy, we had a lot of Italian immigrants coming over, but then they also had um, many uh, criminals coming from Sicily as well, and they were all kind of settling in these, uh, like, in Little Italy and also in what is now Harlem, and um, and it was Harlem then also, but it was called Little Italy, 
And the criminals would, uh, they had this extortion racket and they would basically just take advantage of all the other Italian members because they didn't speak the language. There was like an innate distrust of authority. Godfather 2 shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that's ex- that's like what would be happening in a post-apocalyptic. Precisely. Like yeah. I'm not going to open myself up to exploitation that way. Yeah. Like why rejoin a society that's just going to be a smaller scale and more dangerous and worse version I know, of it what sucks. just crippled? Like start out, like go to the woods. You got to go to the woods Live. you gotta get you gotta get yeah. with good people you cannot stay in the city don't stay in the city me and the coolest gay guys i know boys town that i met at the lake are gonna we'll boys start to a town abc <laughs> bbd now what is your like cutoff point because you know we were talking about we had the whole nuclear crisis i am of the mind that because we have such a stockpile of nuclear weapons right. i don't i don't think that nuclear war is ever a I real threat i don't either and i think fundamentally like is kim jong-un gonna like fuck he's got a good scam going like, is he going to fuck yeah, that up? He's, he has everything that he wants. You yeah. know, he's not I, like their nuclear weapons are, first of all, not to the same scale that ours are. And they, they also have such limited resources. I mean, if they if they even did anything, if yeah. they even launched something, whether it worked or not, they would their whole country would just be completely wiped right. out. Basically, like, their nuclear program is like college football. It's yeah. just the thing they all watch on a Saturday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the thing that they're all forced to watch on a Saturday, like <laughs> like me at my boyfriend's house. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, this is fun. When can we get up? <laughs> um, I have a boyfriend now. Thank you. Um, shout out. Uh, so, but what is your like cutoff point where say like, you know, you're on TV. Is it like, sh- should I stay? Should I go? Like, at what point are you going to be like, it's time to head to the lake? Let's see. It, the minute... The minute I can't find food. Really? Yeah. I think that would freak me out. Like I've like growing up in Florida when with like hurricanes bearing down and shit. Yeah. Like when seeing like a, a ransack grocery store. That's is triggering to you. Fi- yes. Did you have that My experience a lot? Because I remember Absolutely. when yeah. when we had Hurricane Irene and also Sandy. But I think like Irene was the year before Sandy. And like I remember going into the store and it was like nothing was on the shelves. Yeah. And that, that's kind of scary. Yeah, it is. Especially like the yeah. first uh, like the first like hurricane season. I remember I'm like a little kid. Yeah. So like, holy shit, like going to Publix and being like, oh, no, everything's gone. This could all stop. Yeah. 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 Because it, it, you're just like aware yeah. briefly of the fragility of existence. Yeah. You, you, you know? just think it's there's like this magic kind of portal like, through which all this yeah. stuff comes to you. But no, this is a lot of people. It's finite. Yeah. yeah. A lot of hands are going into like bringing to this little fucking carton of eggs. Yeah. Know? So it could also. So the minute I can't like get a uh, Hormel chili or something, I'm fucking. You got to get that chili. I got to get yeah. that chili. Yeah. I got to get that chili. Yeah. I'll fucking die. In the lake, too. I'm a good fisherman, not to toot my own horn, but. Really? Me, but so yeah. you do have some survival skills. I have some survival skills. You, you I can, can fish. fish. You know? So, like, how do you need supplies to fish, or like, what's. Can you just I fish? Could, I, I think I could jerry rig a, uh, you know, a fishing pole. No, what would you do? We just get a little twine. Get some twine. Get a stick. Get a stick. A little stick. Get yeah. some twine. I got okay. a twine. And then uh, a hook, you know, you bend a nail. Yeah, you Tie just got to get any kind of like little piece of metal. Any hook, and sharp, you, any sharp little hook. piece. Safety pins for my ally jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. I don't, you know, so I look like less of an ally. Big deal. I'm surviving. <laughs> uh, yeah, take one of my safety pins, uh, fashion my little, and, uh, you know, and also too, like, I can build a fucking raft, you know. Really? Just, well, it, all you need is like, you know, a stable piece of uh, like, like, uh, 
pallets, unused pallets. Put yeah. those babies on uh, some fucking water jugs. You got a pontoon boat. My yeah, man, you, you just know? get out there. Now, I um, I love the idea of fishing because we've talked, we've actually talked a lot about like foraging for food in the wild, and it like never occurred to me, um, to just make a fishing pole. Yeah, well, that's how just much. That's how bowl. much of a city person I am. Now I'm like, you could just make one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you would like what? Dig up a worm, right? You like dig, dig up, a, up worm. a real worm. Where where do you look for worms? The ground, typically. Uh, you know, any not the sky. Uh, you know, after after a nice uh, you know hardy rainstorm, worms you look for those come night to the crawlers. surface. The nightcrawlers are all on the sidewalks. Go look around on the sidewalk after a hardy rainstorm. You'll find worms. Yeah, but now you're like, ooh, survival. Yeah, and you could also just eat the worms. Just eat the fucking worms. Yeah. I, I know. I, We're so I, bougie. We're like, I use the worm to get a, a different food that I prefer. <laughs> now, how polluted is the lake? Like, could you fish? That's the problem. You will die within months just eating lake fish. You, but can, maybe, you, can you drink the water in the lake? Is it polluted? I mean, is it's, it toxic? It's pretty. It's you not would, toxic. You like purify it, it, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing, too, is like the purification systems in Chicago are just offshore, like a mile out from the lake. That's where like the water intake uh, systems, like they, they gather the oh, water like a mile out. Okay. And they're doing that because a mile out, that's where the water is basically clean. So just fucking go beyond the purification systems and you're probably just fine to drink the fucking lake water. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, I would say you got to at least use a life straw, which we love, you know, yeah. purification tablets. Now, I pulled up a little thing here. Um, this is an inflatable life raft. So this is a raft that um, this is a, uh, a, a, a raft that you could um, inflate uh, with your own uh, uh, lungs. I thought you were going to say um, cum. <laughs> just come into it. <laughs> yeah. Three separate layers, two outer layers of heavy gauge PVC laminated to an inner layer of polyester mesh for extra reinforcement. Um, you have a rock guard. Um, you, uh, it actually has two valves on the main hull chamber, so you can inflate it. I mean, I guess you could use it. You could blow Listen, in and it. And so far, you've listed all shit that you can just find around your house and build. Polyester, rubber. Wow. I mean, I'm thinking this is a scam. No, Whatever this is charging. This is this one is um this one is only 150. It's 150 bucks. Weight capacity 790 pounds. And um this is so I would say like get one. Yeah, right? get one. Jeez. Yeah, I was thinking they were going to ask way more 150. 150. And 790 pounds if you're not that fat of a family. You get your whole family on the yeah. boat. My brother's 360, so we're fucked. We we gonna my family would not be able to have a family. We Your need brother, can, he's got to get his own. He's got to get yeah. his own. He can tie it. He can tie it. Yeah. In, in fact, at that size, it's like we just can't take him. Yeah. You know, you just have to be fed upon. Yeah. So you're kind of you're kind of like a scrounge. I feel like you're like a you're like a scavenger survivor. I'm a scroungy guy. You're a scroungy guy. In, so in you're general, go, you're I'm gonna get out there. You're gonna find you know make your DIY DIY. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> I'm going to have uh, my little DUI raft. <laughs> and a little fucked up raft. Yeah, me, my, yeah, just me and uh, Trevor and his life partner, Tom. And yeah, and the crew. And the crew. The, and the know. Copacabana out yeah, there. Yeah, we'll find a nice island in the middle of the lake. You know, there. actually, I don't know if there's islands in the middle of the lake. But, you know, if you go toward Michigan, 
Yeah. Uh, in that little strait connecting this lake to Superior, there's yeah. all sorts of islands. Go yeah, yeah. See, that would be great. Fucking I think fine. I think you got you to gotta get your little raft. I mean, unless you're going to be, um, you know, scrounging around, that's fine. Get your raft. Head to the lake. Yeah. And and I'm not opposed to a non-scrounge raft. Now yeah. that I know it's 150. 150. I, can, I mean, like, I if you have that. a budget, if you have a budget yeah. and you're like, I just want to have something just in case. Right. Um, which, you know, everybody's doing now. It's very bougie to be prepping, you yes. know, neo, neo survivalism, you know, a lot of preppers in Chicago. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's. Yeah. I mean, I, also, I'm sure like people outside of the city, that's they so got to have bunkers. That's become like a, a status symbol. Like, it oh, has, yeah, we prep. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, yeah, it's like instead of the fourth kid, we're just prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah. interesting. It, it is like a status symbol Gross. to be like, oh, yeah, we have a plan. Yeah. But it's also it's also kind of like it's a, you know, economic, but it's also socio to be like, oh, yes. Well, you know, we we know that um, Trump is going to ruin America. So we're getting ready. I mean, that's what we're doing. So I'm just, I guess right. I'm just talking shit on us. But <laughs> 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 do you think he's ruining America or do you think that we're going to bounce back and be a much better country because of uh, I, you know, this ordeal? I think it's not just him, though, because I think it's a global instability, you know, because it's yeah. like there's a, a lot, lot of, of autocracy going on. rising. There's over. a lot of nationalism. Yeah. yeah, a lot of nationalism, even in places like I saw something, uh, a news story was covering nationalism in different places, even in India, for example, yeah. where it's like they are um, very against like their own um, ethnic minorities living in that country right. and that's become like a whole thing which is like oh you i'm so close-minded i didn't even ever think that another yeah. country could have that similar yeah, problem it, to us that's a weird racist paradox when you don't think other countries can be nationalistic it's like i thought only the whites did that yeah like, no, get yeah out of your bubble yeah i know yeah. we are we are in such a little <laughs> other bubble. people can be terrible too or even i know there's i mean this was um the ethnic cleansing the rohingya which yeah. was in um, worst type of myanmar yeah, yeah. Uh, and and th that's been something that's been going on like for a while and now it just like kind of got started up again but yeah. people people it's a nationalism there also but it's a it's also religious Hungry. Yeah. Hungary's dealing with it. Is it are they that. really? Yeah. So yeah, it's, Hungary, it's yeah. an international um, uh, problem and, right. it, and it's kind of all over the place. So it's like, I kind of wonder, I don't think it's just America, but also I think, um, you know, we've talked about like the but food still, chain collapsing right. and, you know, like Chicago, I'm sure, you know, even here we have like food deserts, you know, there's a lot of food deserts in Chicago, but like yep. if, if and something happens. Swamps. <laughs> oh, really? A, yeah, that's a that new a term. Yeah, that's what they're uh, using to describe places where you can only get, like, corner store food. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah. Food swamps. Yeah, so there's, like, there's no nutrition. It's just zebra cakes and Slim Jims, and that's it. And that's nutrition. Which is fucked up, because that kind of sounds like if I found a genie lamp, the first thing I'd wish for is... I love a zebra cake. I love a zebra cake. I don't love Slim Jims. And that, so much. Well, I don't that, like that mechanically separated chicken. Why do they have to put that on there? <laughs> Why do they have to specify that? That's fucked up. I've never read the label. Yeah, my my brother went through a, a period his whole childhood where he only ate Slim Jims. So I, you did you? You love that mechanically separated chicken, MSC. Um, but yeah, so like it, I feel like if there was a, an economic collapse, Chicago, you, you, what do you think? You're in trouble. Economic collapse? Because you guys don't have a lot of food sources here. We don't, but we're so close to a lot of food. You, know? you just have I mean, to go outside the city. Just go outside the city. You know, we could ransack the dairy farms of uh, Wisconsin without too much trouble. Ooh, yeah, uh, get that cheese. Get that cheese. Get that. Get that cow meat. Uh, plenty of corn everywhere outside the city. Yeah, this is so, like middle American farm yeah, country. So we wouldn't so be we too wouldn't fucked. Be 
the coast would be, yeah, Fred Lightly. Yeah. <laughs> Fred Lightly. Uh, Gabby, that was an incredible callback, and I just want to applaud you. That does deserve a... Now, one one other thing I want to talk about. Have you um, Did you happen to see the movie Divergent? Have you seen this movie? Divergent. Uh, is that the one with Shailene Woodley? Yes. I saw one of them, I think. Yeah, you probably saw the first one. Probably the first one. Um, so Divergent is a really interesting movie. I loved it. Uh, I took right to it because it was post-apocalyptic. And um, basically, it is set in post-apocalyptic Chicago. And uh, did you did you realize that? Because we just realized it when and we I'm were. I'm beginning to think that maybe I'm thinking of one of those other movies. Were you thinking of the Hunger Games? Maze Runner maybe? or the Hunger Games? I'm, I, those, those all all those but movies. That's the get one with Shailene, Shailene. Shailene Woodley, not in the Maze Runner, right? Okay, I think I'm thinking yeah. of Maze Runner then. Not. Yeah. Yes. Love Zoe Kravitz. So in this in this um, film, it's set in post-apocalyptic Chicago, which is so interesting because they, I mean, they live kind of like in the city, but you can see there's all these like beautiful like burned out buildings and stuff. And it's kind of like, you know, it's um, urban, but some of it's kind of been overgrown and and dilapidated. But they have uh, the whole kind of premise of the movie is that there's five different groups of people. And when you are like as, as a teenager, um, which is kind of like the Hunger Games in a way. This is also like around the same time these movies. Oh, yeah. Hunger Games started stacking that paper and they're like, fucking, what else you got? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's there's five different groups of people um, there. And when you're a teenager, you go on like a psychotropic um, aptitude test, basically. And they track your mind and then they find out if you're going to get to be like a person who builds with woods crafts or a scientist or a lawyer. Or, you know, those are like the five jobs that they have in their society um and this girl ends up they find out that because she can like go back and forth between these different types she's kind of like a messiah character and so um but she she's able to hide it and uh, oh and then like one of the aptitudes is like oh you can be like a future cop or whatever you're like a futuristic cop so she she hides it and then for some reason i'm kind of forgetting what happens but why why don't they like want people to be different is it, I that's probably why like the you know society collapsed in the first place and then at the end of the first movie she does kind of go out there are people who are living like outside kind of quote unquote off the grid you know out and and those are the people and uh right and then she links up with the group the hot guy. She has sex with a guy who's supposed to be her mentor. Oh, and dicey. she. There is an age. There is a some questionable age gaps. Well, he's like. I guess she must be like eighteen, and he's like twenty-four or something. But it's like a TV eighteen and a TV twenty-four. So really, she's thirty-two they're and he's 30. forty-eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're both thirty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but that's a great movie to check out if you're interested in seeing Chicago in a post-apocalyptic uh, slash. I mean, it's a, it's so far beyond the apocalypse that it's yeah. kind of turned into a more dystopian yeah. setting. Well, I think one thing Chicago does have going for it is we're a big city in terms of landmass. Now, what's the square mileage on Chicago? Do you have any idea? I don't know what it is roughly, but it's fucking huge. I mean, Chicago goes, let's see, the south side stops at block 80 or like block 100 and something. 
So that's like that's like a good ten oh, miles. Oh, let's south. see. It's it's two hundred and thirty four square miles. Yeah, that's. I big, didn't right? realize that. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn is seventy square miles, right. and so, uh, and so like we're that's four pretty times big. The size of Brooklyn. I think Manhattan is thirteen square miles. So. That's Chicago. I didn't realize it was so huge, but does that count the suburbs as well? Or is that all the city property? No, that's just the city, I'd imagine. Really? Yeah, because wow. the city's fucking huge. Yeah, so it, it is spread out. It is so spread I out think what I would bit. do, I'd take to the lake. Take to the lake. Come back. Come back. Come back in a few years. Space. Check it out in a little bit. Yeah. Maybe come. we got this whole divergent fucking everyone's got a group thing happening and. You know, by that point, I'll be of mentor age, so maybe I get a cool girlfriend out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what's up? I've been yeah. out on yeah. the lake. What's yeah. up? I'm a mentor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Is it Hawaiian? <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's a great come online. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's your ethnic background? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good at what? ethnically profiling. Yeah. Let me take a guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, I'm 2% North African Bantu. <laughs> it's a small part. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad that we had you on the pod, Joe. I'm having fun. You've been, you've been is, so great. Is this it? We're going to wrap up. We're wrapping up? Yeah, right, we're wrapping up. So. We're already at... Um, we're at 55. What an effortless... I have a podcast, and it feels like pulling teeth. So this, really? this was nice. Yeah. Yeah. We, we usually... A nice, free-flowing conversation. We usually have a good time. Sometimes I get a little nervous, you know? But, you know, not today. I mean, we're... Like, our whole bunker's been destroyed, so it's like, what's there to yeah, you guys even live a, for? We're on the run. Yeah. And, and, and you got on a, one of those Tesla self-driving barges, which is Yeah, cool. we got self-driving barge. Yeah. Um, a robot is probably chasing us. I have a tracking device. A hundred percent. So we'll see. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> Gabby, you do have the look and this is your last episode with us for a while. Cause you're um, going to be sold um, into a, uh, yeah. I mean, I would, is that what those guys were doing downstairs? Concubinage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They seem for what it's worth. They seem like a good group. Yeah, yeah, they seem upstanding. Yeah. But Gabby does look like because how tall are you, Gabby? Yeah, I oh, I didn't realize you were so tall. You do look like the Terminator, a woman version of the Terminator. And I, I never realized it until now, but I'm I'm pretty confident in that statement. I'm Polish and something comes over me where I get very jacked all of a sudden. You just get jacked as fuck. That's rage. why you get that you while well, you get a little red. Mm-hmm. Get a little red Polish. That's yeah. <laughs> you just turn into a bigger Polish person. Give me sausage. Give me that sausage. The Polish Hulk got angry when he couldn't figure out how to change a light bulb. That's what sent him into a rage. Yeah. We'll show you. <laughs> yeah. That's why I feel like like you're going to get sold into um, slavery and then you're just going to like shoot someone with your finger, you know, take take out the. <laughs> yeah, it'll open up. Yeah, you're just going to. Yeah. You're going to realize you're a robot. You think you're a person and then you realize that you're a robot and then you just. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's why I never got my period. I just thought I was skinny. <laughs> I thought it was all that track I did in high school. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Robots don't bleed. <laughs> anyway, Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks you're, for you're having me. You're fucking great. Joe McMahon. 
Um, where can everybody check you out? Uh, check out my podcast, The Palm Pilots, and also... Please don't fucking plug your podcast. On I'm our, sorry. I'm, no, I'm kidding. Bleep Palm, that. Pi- Palm <laughs> Yeah, we're cutting it out. I'm not, so. gonna, I'm not even going to plug the second one. Uh, you have two uh, podcasts? I have two podcasts. You're spreading it too I'm a, thin. I'm a, I'm a white comedian. I've got several <laughs> podcasts. What's the other one? I'm dying to uh, know The Lana Del Pod. The Lana Del Pod. Yeah. I love it. It's mostly about Lana Del Rey. Wow, I love yeah. it. You yeah. seem like someone who would be stalking a, a starlet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about refuting that, but I'm like, everything I've you said thought and about done. It, you thought about it for one solid yeah. minute. <laughs> I would love to be your mentor in a professional capacity. Not none of that divergent bullshit. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. None of that post-apocalyptic movie. molestation. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm your gymnastics coach, but it's the world's ended. So <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, sure. Uh, Instagram, Joe McMahon comic and Twitter at Joe Alden McMahon. Great. And that's it. How about you, Gabby? And guys, I'm Katie Hannigan. Um, we're on the run for the next couple of weeks. So please do tune in. Tell your friend. Say, hey, actually, my friend Sarah, um, who is in Dublin, Ireland, she sent me this text today. Uh, she said, uh, Katie, I just told my roommate in the hostel about your podcast. And she said she's heard of it. Her name is Sue and she's from Dubai. I said, no way. She said, I don't know if she really heard of it, but now she has. LOL. <laughs> Thank you. Uh. Tell a foreign person that you met in a hostel say hey have you ever thought about death (laughs) i'm your roommate (laughs) anyway guys remember we are all gonna die so take care bye bye thank you apocalypse is recorded at remember to be happy studios we get lonely here in the bunker so leave us a review and tell us what you're using to survive